Chapter One London steamed. Its buildings breathed sweat right out into the streets. I could see it happening. There would have been a mass of people peeling away their clothes and seeking out patches of grass all over the city, but it seemed anyone capable of travel had fled to the beach, the country, anywhere other than here. For a fleeting moment that morning, I had wished for a car, a family, a lover. But the moment passed and was forgotten, and I carried on with my day, content. The phone rang all day long, a hot bank holiday in August, when everyone I knew was apparently gripped by chronic boredom or loneliness. I had a lot to do, and it would have been wise just to let it go to voicemail. But I picked up every time I heard it howl. My flat was in chaos. I was in the middle of decorating it, but was forever waylaid. Sentiment, old clothes, a memory stuffed carelessly between two pages of a book. The phone again. I should also have been looking at a script for the next day's work. September the 1st. It felt like a new year, like a beginning. I saw the London air turning crisp and cool overnight. Summer's end. I watched the sunshine drifting off towards some other city. It would leave without me, as it always did. It generally left me bereft. Around that time of year, I've been known to go quite loopy with desire for eternal summer and fear of the cold and the dark and the winter. But it was not like this then. The job. Yes, the job. Well, it wasn't about to propel me into any dizzying heights of fame and stardom. It was only for a few days and no one would ever see the finished result. Well, nearly no one. It wasn't that kind of gig. But I was looking forward to it. Four days filming in an ancient studio in Holland Park with a bunch of actors, always a treat, and a director I'd never even met. It would be amusing, if nothing else. It might even pay off a debt or two. I looked around the bedroom to see if I could locate the script under all the debris. I spotted it lying neglected on the bare, part-sanded, paint-splattered floorboards in between the cafetiere and a tin of county cream gloss. I'd moved into the flat about ten weeks before, and then immediately gone away on tour with a play called The Sugar Man and hadn't even bothered to unpack. The play had then come into town for a little West End limited run and had closed two days ago. I pretended, just to myself really, I'd had no time for practicalities. But in reality, all I'd had to do was show up at the theatre every night and perform for an hour and a half. It wasn't nuclear physics. The play was easy and fun and only 90 minutes long. There had been more than enough free hours to sort out my belongings and paint a few walls, particularly as the flat is spitting distance from the West End. But I am lazy, at least I was then. So much time lies between then and now. In the weeks I'd been back in town, I'd done nothing but unpack the kettle and the odd teaspoon and opened my rucksack, and I'd wandered into town every night with such joy at being alive, it's impossible to describe. Pootling through the streets of London on balmy summer evenings, breathing in the marvellous combination of trees and traffic, doing my bit for British theatre, and eating in Joe Allen's every night in the days when you could still smoke indoors, and no one had their phones switched on. Like I said, time has passed since then. A thousand years, perhaps.
I had waited for the bank holiday, thinking, then I will paint, then I will get back in touch with everyone, then I will read a book and watch some TV, then I will sort out the flat. And now the day had arrived, and I was trying to do a million things at once, which is, was, just typical of me. Sometimes I will brush my teeth and read my mail and get dressed and go to the loo all at the same time, like, this is going to save me some time, like, I can't afford to waste even a minute. And after this, I'll sit thinking and staring into space for 40 minutes or more and look at my watch and wonder where all the time has gone. I look back on the day all the time, as though it holds some profound significance. In reality, it was just a day, a typical lazy summer's day, lying around, smoking, listening to music, talking on the phone. Outside, it seemed like London was melting, like the heat had closed up all the openings of the shop doors and seized all the engines on the roads. It was the city, and thus, with the exception of the touristy bits,